Welcome to Not Quite Scottish Imports! Welcome to Not Quite Scottish Imports. We're at a store on Sass Street and there's me and, and Tammy and Brad that run it. Oh, hey guys. Hey. What do you do? What, <laughs> what are we doing, Not Quite Scottish Imports? <laughs> we sell things. <laughs> you ask that question like we've never podcasted before. What are we doing? <laughs> this is the first episode. <laughs> Why is there a microphone in front of my face? So Why weird. am I? Why have you guys got me tied up? Ah. Uh, yeah, we talk about Highlander, the series, and the movies. Yeah. <laughs> Not the fan fiction as yet, but hopefully we'll get to that. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I don't plan to, but I know, uh, you know, we've dipped into fan fiction in the past podcasts we've done, and I've never dipped into fan fiction. I just have always <laughs> stayed away, but I, um, I love spoiler you Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, everyone, uh, check out the um, 9-11 episode of Ramjack when it comes out. Oh, if you want to hear some fan fiction, okay. check out the 9-11 episode. Oh, man, that's nice. uh, that's so soon. Yeah. I almost forgot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't forget, Harry. Never forget. Oh, my goodness. What the? What do you think Duncan McLeod was doing that day? I'm sure someone's written about it. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. I'm going to search fanfiction.net to find that later this evening. Anyway, oh. hey, guys. Uh, well, this week we are covering the episode. Hey, we're covering the episode Song of the Executioner. So yes, let's do are. a 60 second summary. Oh, no. Alexa, <laughs> open 60 second summary. Okay, let me pick. Brad. Ooh, that was a close one. I love you. Fuck that her. was a close one. And I know it was a close one because Alexa also likes me. So. <laughs> not lately. Alexa doesn't like me. No, not lately at all. Uh, and I've been yep. very excited about it. I love her, though. How do you have 25, Brad? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great question. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, you're a, a true king of these 60-second summaries because you've got so much practice under your belt. Um, but you're going to be summarizing this episode of Highlander Song of the Executioner in 60 seconds without going ridiculously over or under because then you would be... Um, You'd ooh. be a robot throat voice chunk. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was definitely going to mm. reference Callus somehow. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's it. Uh, but you can talk about anything you want, Brad, in the 60 seconds. Just, uh, you know, what are they wearing? Uh, you know, what, we're going to talk a lot about the sets in a sec. So if you want to go into that, you is, can. Is there a special appearance by Mustache Man? Yes, there is. He's there. <laughs> All right. Brad, take a deep breath. Collect your thoughts. You'll be starting in three, two, one, go. Okay, guys. So there's like a group of fucking coward immortal monks that are such big <laughs> coward immortals that they made their own special coward monk monastery for immortals that are coward monks and they just hang out there uh actually that's where duncan learned to read from another coward monk so uh yeah the main coward monk is in town to to sing monk shit which is actually just an elaborate <laughs> plot by another coward monk they got kicked out for killing coward monks it's a real coward monk killing situation um but now he's got a, a robot voice i guess we're gonna find out in a future episode that duncan slashed his throat but didn't kill him but still did damage because immortals aren't really that immortal and heal but to an extent unless you actually hurt them i don't know how any of this shit works uh it's a good episode um but oh no now now robot voice is gonna fuck with all of duncan's friends
friends, including Anne, and I don't really care, but I guess Duncan's moving away. Goodbye forever. I'm sure this won't last. <laughs> Here's a question. Why didn't Kurgan have a robot voice? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I did. Yeah, I don't know why he didn't have a robot voice, but I did like that they like kind of brought that idea back that like these neck wounds definitely do not like, yeah. like they leave scars. Yeah, I'm, yeah. A, I'm much more okay with that than like the Xavier, uh, because <laughs> that's bullshit. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, like, exactly. Why would you heal from anything except an arm getting chopped off? Yeah. Like, I, I think yeah. a throat, I think a throat sword slash, but I don't think it should affect your voice. I think like, like a physical slash to the outside of the neck makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. real weird that it makes it affect his voice. Um, and again, and, and like you guys, I was just like, oh yeah, I like that we have the neck wound, but it just makes it even weirder that we have hand wounds. And, yeah. And other apps. <laughs> um, yeah, I like this app. I'm excited, yeah. and I'm looking That's forward to the other ones. Yeah. Uh, the other ones. Um, I was. Uh, it's an episode full of Dariuses. <laughs> It so of is, course you like it, Tammy. Um, it, it is, but also, like, I like that this douchebag is just like, sure, I'll live here so no one can hurt me, and then I'm gonna wait till some asshole leaves and then just go kill him and take his quickening. <laughs> and that's, like, his whole deal. Like, that's how he's gonna get rid of them one by yeah. one. And I was yeah, like, I, that's a good idea. <laughs> I mean, uh, th that's a sensible idea. I love the fact that apparently later in life, like, his whole plan is... Um, record-producing cons. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like such a long con <laughs> to like <laughs> get them there. And I love a long con. I love a long con. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. so there's so there's a couple things this episode. I was like, all right, all right, episode. Yeah. Um, and Claire, uh, do you have any fun facts? There were but two on IMDb, my friend, and neither of them are their facts, but they're not really fun. So one is this is the start of the Cal. I can't get over his name's Callus. I'm like. Because, like, I was like, oh, he's being a bit callous. <laughs> then I laughed to myself. Anyway, start of the callous storyline, <laughs> which would continue through the rest of the season. So Spoilers. I know. My pred my prediction, skipping ahead, is that Duncan's going to run to Paris and Callus is going to oh, yeah, yeah, follow him there. Because Callus is... And then they're going to have a fight in the Royal Opera House, like, at the end of Phantom of the Opera. Uh... And fact two, fun fact, Callus's broadsword was commercially available by many companies, including United Cutlery, as a quote, Excalibur sword. Oh. Fun fact. Fun. Yeah, not, not really much um, else. Yeah, there wasn't, uh, as far as like cut scenes or cut lines, there really wasn't a whole lot that already didn't get recovered. Like, it just seemed like a lot of it was just they cut this line, but they ended up with this line instead. So, no additional information from the cut scenes. Um, okay, I cannot go into all the things from the uh, transcript, beh behind the scenes transcript. But um, one thing I will say is Adrian Paul's in it, and he again says, you know, sometimes uh, you might get along with an actress, but then you have no chemistry on screen. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Yeah, he can't. He nice. said this, like, I think three or four different times in these, like, different DVD episodes with Anne, where it's like, yeah, you never know when you're going to have chemistry with someone or not. And, you know, he liked the actress, but clearly they, they do had not. No chemistry. Wow. Um, and so, you know, things just don't work the way that they want them to. Um, okay, then we've got uh, 
uh, Stephen Geegan, who's the production designer. So he talks a lot um, about the creation of the monastery because that is a whole set piece that they built for what? this episode. I thought that had to be like some no. location so that they borrowed or something. Yeah, so they, wow. um, yeah, so it's kind of crazy. They said they used a lot of double-sided walls, like movable walls that they could move in and out. So pretty mm. much all of the monastery is really one big room with different walls that they moved in and out to like create different looking wow. spaces. Um, and I guess like, and of course some of it is made with like, uh, especially like some of the more detailed stuff is made with like foam and that kind of stuff. So that way it was yeah. uh, kept on the cheaps because they still had a budget to meet. <laughs> and so they couldn't just build this big thing, um, you know, and make it super nice. But I thought it looked really nice. Um, yeah, I thought and it especially would be like, I didn't think like, it was a real monastery, but I thought maybe it's no, like, no, no, I don't know, no. like some kind and of so, permanent like, fixture thing they borrowed. Yeah, so... So even like the idea that like the even if it's like okay the dining hall they moved a wall around and then it became the same room as the um sleeping area that later became the same room as where the guy w- you know where he was uh copying mm. over the bible you know like all of that it's like wow they just did that by changing out wall like certain walls and so the backdrop of it is always the same but then they changed um they called them wild walls <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which are just Brad, the, is that the your is that your dream job to just sit and copy the Bible word for yeah. word as a writer? <laughs> oh, like oh, you know. No. Um, so the other thing, because they were only using this one space, it did take a lot of effort to change over from changing it from one room to another. So they would have to be able to do that during um, lunch hours or night changes. So a lot of the filming was also done where it's like, okay, we're going to film all of these scenes that are taking place in this room because then we have to change it over to this other room. Um, mm-hmm. And then... At some point in the background, they uh, Adrian Paul mentions they do actually use this specific um, because this was such a large set. They do use it in a, in future episodes as well. But yeah, they they yeah. built. I just thought it was crazy that like oh this is like one big room and they just transferred walls around and they built it, which is just wild to me because you're right, Claire. Like I I believe most of the time. They use, uh, you know, actual spaces, as we see when Some we've boys, gotten spaces just... where it's like. <laughs> I thought they creeped into like the haunted mansion or something at some points with all the lightning oh, yeah, and yeah. I don't know. Well, and, and you know, I was just on. thinking of like other, uh, yeah. And I just thought like, oh, they've they've used things like, um, what was that one place that they used and the railing was in the middle of the room? You know, oh, so yeah. so it's just like they just find weird places. So I was kind of surprised they didn't find a monastery location. So. Um, but I felt it worked. Uh, so that's that's all I've got. Um, uh, what's his face? Dusty Reviews. He pretty much liked this episode too. Um, he just didn't understand why they kept saying the word Vanderbilt over and over and over again. And he thought that maybe the writers like were trying to like somehow connect Callus with the Vanderbilts. But I think it was just because the hall that they were at was Vanderbilt yeah, Hall. Was the so Vanderbilt, yeah. It's like, I don't think they were trying to connect them. <laughs> Although I that no would also be funny. Are, so I didn't get any of that. Yeah. Oh, the Vanderbilts are a Richie Rich family. Oh. Um. All right. So, Brad, 
uh, what happened in the day that's episode aired? Uh, great question. Uh, but this is one of those weird days that I don't know if this website just doesn't have any good information or just nothing happened ever on this day. So, uh, I, not really much here. Um, there was a YouTube person that was born, some guy died, and, uh, <laughs> top song in the U.S., uh, Madonna, Take a Bow, UK, Celine Dion, Think Twice. Wow. Oh, so, come on, UK. There's that. What are you doing? There's that. Uh, we Ooh. do have some movies uh, going down in the theaters. Uh, we got some new movies this week. We got number one, the Brady Bunch movie. Whoa. That's a good movie. Oh. Um, two, Just Cause. I might be watching cause. that for the first time soon, by the way. The Brady Bunch movie? Yeah. What? What's the... Why? Because I never have, so people are threatening to make me. I mean... <laughs> Weird. I, I mean, it's, I it's was, a I... good movie, but I I don't think it's one of a movie like, how have you not seen the Brady Bunch? Fuck you! You have to watch it right now! Yeah, well, that's what I'm being told. All right. Well, I By enjoy mutual it, friends I guess. Of ours. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Re- really? Yeah. You'll be next. You'll be next, guys. They'll bend you to, to their weird. Bend you guys to um, their will. Mm-hmm. I'll wait for that to stop. All right. Sounds like we're caught up. Uh, have fun editing. And also, uh, we got some other movies. We got Just Cause. Sean Connery and Lawrence Fishburne. A Harvard professor is lured back into the courtroom after 25 years to take the case of a young black man condemned to death for the horrific murder of a child. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Sounds like a movie. Um, number three, Heavyweights. Oh, I know that one. Nope. Uh, four, Billy Madison. Uh, five, Quick and the Dead, Legends of the Fall, Boys on the Side. Forrest Gump is back in the mix. How? We put it back. We said, hey, let's watch it some more. Like, it's 95, guys. Like, the that was last year's movie. Get out of here. Yeah. Stop re-releasing. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, it's just so Pulp good Fiction. Pulp, <laughs> no, definitely not. Pulp Fiction, Nobody's Fool, Dumb and Dumber, Madness of King George. Uh, anything else new? No, those are all the new ones. So, yeah. Wow. So that's some movies. That's some movies. I uh, know what you're wondering. What's on TV? Are there any TV movies? Uh, I got some great news. Got some great news. As soon as I find that website. Where did it go? I stole it. <laughs> you stole my website. Ah, <laughs> uh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, yeah. All right. So, of course, we got regular shit on TV. Yeah, we got The Nanny. We got Dave's World. We got Murphy Brown. We got Sybil. Uh, we got Coach. We got Fresh Prince. We got Blossom. We got Melrose Place, Models, Inc. Sure. Uh, we also have Star Trek Voyager, Eye of the Needle. Don't remember that one. Platypus Man and Pigsty still hanging in there. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, but we got two TV movies. We, one, we got Falling from the Sky, Flight 174. Oh. Oh. I mean, sounds great. It's a 1995 Canadian thriller based on the events of Air Canada Flight 143, starring William Devane, Scott Highlands, Shelley Hack, and Mariette Hartley. Set in 1983, the film follows the crews and families and the passengers of the flight from preparation for departure to emergency landing on an abandoned airfield in Manitoba and everything in between. That's that's a broad scope. Broad scope. I mean, I love William Devane. He's great. But do they end up eating each other? No. Oh. (laughs) No. Why would they do that? It's just a plane trip, Claire. Well, they did in the the Argentinian (laughs) one. Well, I they yeah, but they didn't they didn't land at an airfield in Manitoba. 
Nope. Uh, so there's that. Uh, we also have a woman of independent means. Okay. Okay. Uh, What's she up hold to? Hold on. This is, oh, this is a miniseries. Um, oh, Sally Field. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Bess Steed marries her childhood sweetheart in the early part of the 20th century and begins a life in the high society of Dallas, Texas. As time goes by, things do not work out as she expects. Her husband dies of influenza, and she finds that she must pick up and carry along with her life. She proves to be a strong, committed, and loving individual who attracts... And then I have to go to the next page. <laughs> Ooh, I think what does she attract? Him. What does she attract? Um, she attracts new loves into her life and finds that she can take care- that she can take good care of the old ones, despite the further tragedy in losing her oldest son and a second marriage that is not all that she expects it to be. She continues to survive as independently as she discovered- as she discovered the courage to do so. That is a terribly written synopsis. Yeah. Um, but we're in a real ridiculous hat in this IMDb photo, so there's that. Nice. Real, real dumb looking hats. So, I- a real period- Piece looks ridiculous. Um, of course, we got uh, we got Sally Field. Who else we got in this? Um, I don't know who any of these people are. So there's that. When you've got Sally Field, you don't need anyone else, Brad. I guess. I guess. I'm... Star of Forrest Gump, by the way. <laughs> Oof. Star Oof. of. I don't. I mean, she's <laughs> in it, but is she the star of? Mm. She's what all the buzz was about. Hi, uh, because she fucked that that principal. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Weird. Weird fucking movie. Weird fucking movie. Like, I don't know that there's a movie that holds up less than Forrest Gump. It is not good. I mean, I'm sure we could find some if we really tried. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure. You may have the 30s, like, uh, oh yeah, I bet there's some stuff. But I don't know, man. Forrest Gump gets worse, like, every minute. Yep. So. All right. I mean, especially since we found out that Tom Hanks was, you know, a, a, a cannibal a pedophile that um, uh, was uh, uh, part of the cabal or huh. whatever it is that QAnon still thinks. How dare people try and besmirch his good name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys ready to talk about this episode? Yes. Yeah. All right, so let's start off with Weirdo listening to, which was callous, but I was like, who's this guy just really getting into it in the in the, <laughs> in the back room there, in the control room? Yeah. Vibing on monk chants. That's, well, okay, so we've got a couple of things going on. So we got the monk chants going, clearly. Um, we got this guy just vibing out in this control room. And then we have Duncan being the, oh my god. Okay, I've got a question. Duncan is, like, do you, the most excited. Do you guys excited. remember in the 90s where, for a hot minute, um, Gregorian chant was really in? I remember they sold a lot of CDs of Gregorian chant. I, was it ever really in? I don't know. Yeah, because there was that, like, what was that song? There was, like, um, there was that song that had Gregorian chant that was, like, um, like it was a band and they used it and it was, like, massive. I mean, it was in the UK because we're a bunch of weirdos. Hmm. But, hmm. Um, yeah, it was, like, for, like, ten minutes in the 90s, like, everyone was into Gregorian chant. I feel like that was a thing. Not, not like, someone just buying Gregorian chant. <laughs> but people sampling it in their song. Yeah. Yeah. This I is why I never got into music, because that was what was going on. <laughs> you missed out, Brad. You missed yeah, out. Yeah, because now I'm thinking, I'm like, oh yeah, there, there was that, that time. Um, yeah, but uh, Duncan looks way too excited to be in the audience listening to Gregorian. Yeah. Seriously. 
Like, but I'm, I'm very he's... tired this week, and this music nearly sent me to sleep in the first minute what of this episode. What do you mean, Claire? Why aren't you Don't. wildly applauding? This is very fun to watch in public. <laughs> oh, Brad. Um, and you got Anne here looking like a fucking vampire. Like, what is she wearing? God, I hate her in this episode. Everything's yeah, Brad, black like... and droopy. <laughs> Like, Duncan's just sitting grinning from ear to ear throughout this whole thing. I don't feel like that's the vibe, Duncan. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's real weird. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but going to a theater to watch monks chant, also real weird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know why Anne seems so into it. Like, okay, Duncan, I can see why he's going because he knows all these weirdo immortal guys and he knows Paul and all this stuff. So, like, I can see why he would go, but to take your date there god i mean he's trying to drive her away (laughs) oh god that's the only the only excuse it's not even vocally impressive like they're not it's not like they're oh super talented singers like it's not like the nuns in sister act there's no harmonies going on this is just like uh, some monks chant like this is not good yeah nope. even on the standard of monk chant um and then we see yeah. callus like the amount of times it's like okay we get it something's up with his neck because <laughs> he just keeps touching yeah. his neck like every five seconds Oh, I wish I was still a mediocre monk singer. Ugh. No, I love the Brad woman is... when, um, when uh, Duncan and Anne are uh, applauding. The woman in front of them looks so bored. <laughs> it's so great. Oh, yeah. it's Well, it's that. There's a kid up front who actually stretches and yawns at the end. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I see her. <laughs> yep. I don't know the guy behind them. Like, what the fuck is happening with this sweater? He's wearing the craziest sweater that just looks like openings in different crayon colors. <laughs> just mm-hmm. Oh. At 318. He just literally looks like he's got Crayola crayons on his sweater. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I think that's a woman. Yeah, that's only a woman. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's still, it is, but it is literally Crayola crayons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, weird. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, uh. Oh, you know what that, you know what that is? Uh, I, I know, because I, I did a summer dinner theater, and we had, uh, we had a, a box of sweaters for old people. Oh, and this God. was, this is definitely <laughs> a, a theater sweater. Oh, what, God. Case I get cold. I'm a little chilly. Can I get a sweater? Here, here's an old moldy sweater from a box, old person. <laughs> Thank you, young I man. I love going to the theater. They give me dirty sweaters. Oh, God. Um. So, Duncan <laughs> introduces Paul to Anne, and uh, Paul just makes all these weird comments like, oh, I'm stepping into this century, and oh, oh, I've got plenty of records, and Duncan has to be like, they're CDs now. <laughs> it was a, it was a real carousel progress moment. <laughs> yeah. By the way, they're CDs now. Um, <laughs> quick, quick news on on our on on our friend Paul, Paul the coward. Um, <laughs> Older than Darius. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. He's 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 mid, he's been doing pretty well on the list actually. Born in 32 BCE. Whoa. Yeah. Do you think so. him and Darius are like hanging out in the immortal afterlife? 
Um, I, I didn't... in the level of the after the immortal afterlife that's for cowards. I mean, well, there is a high. Isn't there a Highlander afterlife? Is that a movie or am I just? Is that just in my head? I, I don't know. I... There's so many of those later Highlander shits that I don't even know. We'll get there. Um, but I don't know. Uh, he was born. Uh, um, Cassius Marius died in uh, the year 14 as a soldier in Augustus's army in the battle for the Rhine. Oh, so did so... you know the big JC? Um, he, um, well, he, so, um, in the year 67, he was a member of Nero's Praetorian Guard. It was then that he met Paul of Tarsus, the Christian apostle. Oh. Wow. Oh, fuck off. Okay, I was joking. I know. (laughs) I was like, God. When Paul was executed, uh, uh, Marius left the guard and renamed himself Paul in the apostle's honor. Fuck off. God, I like, don't put like I don't want, please don't put Christian shit in your fucking sci-fi show. Like, yeah. That's ugh. If you're gonna put religious stuff, can it be like Duncan's ex-girlfriend as like a a, a spirit in the clouds? Because <laughs> that was great. Yeah. <laughs> little deer, that. is that who you're talking about? Uh. Yeah, 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 little deer. <laughs> Never forget her that. name. How dare mm-hmm. you? <laughs> Oh, sorry. She came out of the clouds for you, Claire. (laughs) (laughs) She really did. (laughs) Just for me. (laughs) All right. So, um, yeah, it's it's a weird convo. (laughs) And Anne's just kind of like, all right, these are some weird dudes. Uh, while we're doing this, let me just go ahead and knock uh, Callus yes, out of the please. way too. Uh, uh, so uh, this fool, uh, he was he also also older immortal, but not that old. Uh, born three sixty nine. So he, I, I still he's still doing better than quite a few people on the list. Sure. Um, he uh, he was stabbed by a slave in four oh eight. Wait, let me get this. Where's this? Uh, Don't have slaves. He was uh, he was a fa- he was taken in by Senator Flavius Callus. Um, he blah, 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 blah. In 4 he was stabbed 30 times by a runaway slave and died. Jeez nice. Louise. Awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sad he came back. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's great. But yeah, he, um, uh, uh, Callus, he's, he's, he's younger than, uh, Darius and Grayson, but he is older than Cage and Mei Ling, so. Yeah. Mei Ling. But no one is older than Nefertiri. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Callus was falls number 12 on our list currently, yeah. so. And let's just say, no one's older yet. We're only, yeah. Barely three and a half seasons in. Exactly. So. Paul, Who's Paul? the second oldest? Uh, Rebecca. Uh, yeah. I liked Rebecca too. Yeah, Rebecca's too. great. Paul knocked uh, Grayson off the list. Get out of here. Ooh, Grayson's down to 11 <laughs> Drums. now. Drums. Get out of here, Grayson. <laughs> I mean, I said get out of here, Paul, you fucking <laughs> coward. Get out. Yeah. I want all these cowards off my list. They can't. They <sighs> That cowardice made, the, made it so they live longer. That was the problem. Yeah. That was the problem. All right. So, uh, yeah. So then uh, Duncan's like, hey, Paul, come to my place. We'll, like, chill. <laughs> He's like, mm, okay. And then uh, they leave. And then, of course, Paul feels a buzz, which is callous. And this is not the first time this has happened where Duncan has walked away. Another immortal has come. And these poor people are like, Duncan, is that you? Is that you, Duncan? <laughs> oh. <laughs> how, many times, say, how many times like, does Duncan leave a room and come back that these people just think... <laughs> Seriously. 
I also like he, um, Paul tells Duncan the whole thing was like, well, you know, this is the because this is the first time he's left his fucking coward yeah. monastery um, yeah. in like 300 years, and like he's like, yeah, well, this uh, this record producer wanted <laughs> us to put out fucking a monk CD, <laughs> and you know, we were like, oh, I don't know about that, but they were like, well, it would be a sin to hide your music away, and we're like, well, like motherfucker, first of all, first of all, like <laughs> you're an immortal, like I'm. Like, you and Darius, you motherfuckers, like, don't try to... You can't be Christians. Like, you are something... You are something that is not mentioned in that weird book. Like, yeah. I, I think that kind of should throw water on the whole thing. Like, I, I I guess you knew this one guy that was part of the whole thing, so whatever. But, like, I, it's dumb. Like, immortals should not be Christians. Like, We're they should like, It's like being a black Mormon. Just should yeah, be done. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. And or if a you, gay Catholic. Yeah, if you are if you are a gay Catholic, a Black Mormon, or an <laughs> immortal Christian of any stripe, you are a fucking idiot. Like yeah. you are not part of that club. They don't want you in that club. No, no. I, you know, it, but also like that that just goes to the idea of there being holy ground at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, but so I mean, it's it, not like holy ground has you know powers. It's just like it's you know it's just we hate we we've made an exception for this one thing. I don't. I know. really wish holy ground had powers like because like, in the because in the movie when they tried to fight on holy ground yeah. that's that's when oh, the yeah. sword broke. So I really. I think that there's something about holy ground like really they can't actually fight there Ugh, like it's I not just oh it's just a rule it's a rule because they can't so God, if the, if this whole show is gonna well not just the show but the movies as well surmise that holy ground is a thing yeah. then it makes sense to me that there's religious immortals because the holy ground one, is a but thing. But then there has to be like one true religion, you know? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I guess. I don't know. They don't ever gross. talk about it that that level. but Because because the thing with the holy ground is it's any kind of holy ground. So it's not yeah. A, yeah. a one, like it's not just like Christian land is holy ground. It's whatever is considered holy ground is holy ground. Would <sighs> Graceland be holy ground? <gasps> oh, I mean, yeah, Graceland. Graceland's fucking cool, yeah. That's definitely holy ground. You can't fight in Graceland. Are you gonna fight in the jungle room? Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. Oh my god, would, um, that would be amazing if you did. <laughs> what would a quick Disney like World be, be holy ground for certain no, people? No, no, certainly no, not. Certainly no, absolutely not. not. And I mean, in fact, the ET e. ride definitely is. <laughs> I'm just imagining like a fight going down in like Hall of Presidents and like a quickening happen and like all these wax presidents' <laughs> heads exploding off of the That'd box. Be amazing. <laughs> oh, it'd be so good. Taft just melting into a puddle of goo. <laughs> There's just like a Terminator endoskeleton robot underneath. <laughs> so yeah, so Disney, not holy ground. <laughs> mm. And I now encourage it. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. All right, so um, Callus comes uh, from behind and is like, I don't know, he's got that crazy voice now. Yeah, you disappoint me, Paul. <laughs> Sounds like a certain character. Um, and, yeah, and then uh, like throws shade at his songs. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yeah, Callus Cal throws shade at Paul singing before killing him, which is hilarious. And uh, yeah, he says he's going to let him pray, but then beheads him in the middle of his prayer. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. 
7 out of 10 quickening. We don't get to see much, but I like the ex the set on fire rosary beads. That made me smile. Yeah, that was fun. Yep. I like that. Um, all right. Is Marsha... I didn't bother looking. Is Marsha the one that was with Anne when she was, like, snooping into Duncan's medical records? I don't know. I just didn't I know remember. if we'd seen her before or not. Yeah. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> All right. Uh, I look up and Brad was gone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know if okay, she was or not, but I didn't understand. <laughs> okay, that's holy ground. That's holy ground. Um, although that would also be funny with a quickening. Like the whole thing just starts rotating real fast. <laughs> oh, it'd be so good. Um, yeah. All right. So Marsha calls and tells her she's not feeling well. Uh, and she's like, well, you better get better because I need you to work tomorrow. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh, all right. But also we um, find out that she's not feeling well because of her diabetes. Is that right? So, I mean, that's kind of serious. Yeah. Well, I didn't understand. And I'm sorry that Brad had to leave so he could explain. I need someone to explain diabetes to me again. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't understand what Anne had prescribed her, but clearly it was something that made everything worse and killed her. Well, I mean, she didn't yeah, prescribe I it to her, but that's what they're saying. Yeah. I know in the goofs on IMDb, there's a bit of, um, there's like a, a goof that basically says that Anne is talking about the complete wrong medication at one point. Like, that's not what shocking, she's saying, cause... like, it's the writer's messed up. Yeah, because I was just, I was so confused. But then I was like, oh, diabetes, I really don't understand you. <laughs> <laughs> diabetes. Yeah. Um, they're waiting on Paul. Paul has not shown up. Uh, and Anna's curious. Why do you know Paul? How are you friends with a monk? Yeah. Which is a good question. It's a good question. She should question all of his friends. <laughs> yeah, he has the weirdest selection of friends. Because even Richie, I'm like, I feel like in any normal situation, Richie would be too young to be hanging out with Duncan. Yeah. So, um, and then you've got Joe. Oh, like, well, Brad but Joe's just a cool dude. Has actually so. just sent us uh, info. <laughs> okay. Yes. I. Uh, Brad says, important note, thank you, Brad, because it's like you were listening in on us. <laughs> How yeah. the hell did Anne's pal, who was a nurse, accidentally take insulin? What did she think she was injecting? Sugar water to raise her low blood sugar? Yes. All the questions. Yes. Yep. Because I, I, that's what I thought. I'm like, okay, it'd be different if like Anne prescribed something and she took it and, and died, right? Well, and we know Anne didn't prescribe anything. But also, mm -hmm. this lady's a nurse. Why didn't she look at what? What she was taking yeah oh very so, suspicious yeah um all right so we're about to go into a flashback um of course because it's about that time in the episode um and it's it's when duncan is telling Anne about uh his well he he's not telling Anne, but he's thinking about how he met paul so this is uh europe 1958 and Brad mm -hmm. has added it so nicely to the time map list, so I will tell you. Thanks, Brad. Um, in 1939 was the last time we had it was in Florence, Italy. Fitz and Duncan get in a fight with randos and a watcher gets killed for mediocre watching. That's what happened in 1939. <laughs> uh, then we have this where, you know, in Europe, where Duncan learns to read at the Coward Monk Hideaway. Yep. And then two years later, in 1660, uh, in the French countryside, Duncan meets Grace delivering a baby. Right, okay. So that's timeline-wise. Hold on. 
Okay. So, um, in the monastery, which is again now now that I'm rewatching it, this is a massive space that they built. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, they said they did use like different camera angle tricks and stuff to make things look bigger than they are, which that makes sense. But yeah, I guess they just keep walking in. So like all these columns, I mean, they talked about building these columns and everything. Hmm. So that's pretty wild. What do you think um, about Duncan's uh, Dunk Tanyon and the Three Musketeers look? <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's looking real rough. <laughs> yep. Uh, and I and feel like, like he's even more Scottish than he's ever been in this flashback. Well, you know, I, I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt because that it's 1658. He just became an immortal in 1622. So he's like, and he didn't leave Scotland till 16. He was still in Scotland, I should say, in 1630. Okay. But, you know, look. Adrian Paul's Scottish accent goes in and out and then hardcore <laughs> in again. So yep. it's also that. But I, I get why his he would have an, a heavy accent at this point because he's still fairly, fairly noob. Um, mm-hmm. And he meets Paul and uh, Timon. I guess he pronounces Timon. it Timon. Timon. <laughs> Timon and Pumba. That's what I, I mean, that's what it looks like in the script was Timon. But then they, I swear he called him Timon. And I'm like, yeah, Timon. What is that? A terrible name. Also, shouldn't it um, be pronounced like Simon? So it'd be Timon. That's what. <laughs> yeah, it's either Timon or Timon. What is this Timon yeah. thing? Yeah, writers, you're wrong. That's not the. Get out of that's here, not Timon. Name. All you Timons that are listening. Yeah, and then we find out Paul started this whole monastery here. He's the founder yeah. of it. It's Cowardly Castle. <laughs> I mean, and he's. I don't know, uh, I'm sure they say when he started it or whatever, but it's like, you know, by this time he's 1600 years old. Mm-hmm. It's an oldie moldy. Um, Duncan says, I was told I'd be welcome here, but also he's kind of like sketched out about being there. Yeah. Um, especially being he's around. Just, I'd love it the- if he would be like, I was contacted to come here. Someone offered me a record contract. <laughs> <laughs> and Callus in the background goes, that was me. That was me. Just send him back here. <laughs> He's like, teehee. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he says he was uh, sent there by Peter Hale. And I didn't remember Peter. And I was going to, I meant to look no. him up because I was like, who's Peter Hale? Were we supposed to know him? Because they threw his name around like we did. Yeah, I don't remember him. I mean, Peter Hale. Let, like let the me late look. Peter Hale. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to see. Uh, he was beheaded by Callus, which we find out in this episode. Oh, here yeah. we go. Peter Hale. Oh, he was. it just says he was mentioned in this episode. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, I mean, we have all the info about him, though. He was, he was mortal Welsh. born in Wales. Yeah. Yep. He fought against the English. And, yep. Well, as as one does. Because we suck. <laughs> And he, he got tired of killing people. <laughs> and so he went to the <laughs> monastery. And then the second he left, Callus took his head. Nice. Fair okay, enough. I like the trivia on him. Again, we never meet Peter Hale and we've never met him. Uh, he's only yeah. mentioned in this episode. Peter Hale, the trivia. He had red hair. He played a pipe, sang a lot, and had a boisterous sense of humor. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we get a lot of information for someone we never see. 
Yeah. Apparently he's on the Watcher's uh, CD-ROM. Yeah, that's how, that's how most of this information on that Wikipedia is uh, comes up from that Watcher CD-ROM, which I wish I could get my hands on. <laughs> it sounds like it would be real, cr- real crazy, real crazy. Um, so Paul says that Duncan can stay there, you know, just to get himself together or whatever. I mean, he must stay there for a while because he learns to read. Yeah. Who reads Macbeth? Yeah, he reads all Macbeth. He learns to read, then reads all of Macbeth. Yep. Um. Oh, and then we we, we see Callus is singing, and Duncan says his voice is not. I've heard not heard the like. And Paul says he lives mm. to sing. It's his glory, God's glory. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, really? I mean, I was like, his voice is all right, I guess. Yeah. It just sounds like every other singing monk. Yeah, exactly. Um, he becomes Duncan becomes friends with this uh, Timon guy, and uh, he asks du- he asks he's Duncan he's like now to Timon and Pumba. Paul is Pumba <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and of course, if I'm trying to look up Timon in Highlander, Timon and Pumba come up. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, oh my goodness! So uh, Timon he suffered his first death in AD. Uh, uh, 1039, when he came home drunk and was mistaken for a burglar. Oh no. So, that's how he died the first time. Wow. Yeah. Poor Timon. Yeah. Uh, and then he, he stayed over here for a while in the monastery and then left only to be killed by Callus. so... Callus is a dick, really. Oh, but also, awful. very smart. <laughs> very smart. Just kill these <laughs> yeah. guys once they leave the monastery. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we, I do like that we get to see, because we've heard about Duncan learning to read about this time, and so I'm, it's fun that we get to see him learning to read. Hmm. Yeah. Um, all right, now we're back. After all of our traipsing through the monastery, uh, we are back at the dojo. And, and who's this good-looking guy that walks in? <laughs> are you talking about Richie? <laughs> yeah. He's he's one I'm cool dude. I'm not crushing on him, but like... Duncan looks like shit in this episode. Like, he looks so bad in this whole episode. He looks like, when he's sitting there with his hair down in this scene, what he's wearing, he looks like the dude out of Big Lebowski. He looks awful. Yeah. And Richie comes in, and he's looking sharp. And I was like, good on you, Richie. Yeah, because... You know why? You why Duncan looks bad is because he's with Anne. She's rubbing off That's what it is. It's it's a sad Anne look. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay. So l- let's talk for a sec, because I, I'm just putting it out there. I don't like what Duncan is wearing. But I will say, no. Duncan is wearing the most, like, 90s fucking look. A sw- an old grandpa sweater on top of a sweater. <laughs> like, I'm just yeah. like, oh my god, that is, like, the quintessential, like, height of the 90s slouchy little look. Yeah. Um, he looks Yeah, awful. and Richie... Richie's wearing, it's like a blue sweater, which looks very nice on him. Shades, comes in with his jacket over his shoulder, like one cool dude. (laughs) Just, and walks to the dojo and into Duncan's office. And, uh, Duncan is like, just looking like a sad sack. And Richie's like, are you okay? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, I just haven't heard from my friend. And, um, then Richie goes on to tell Duncan about this event in Miami. So it's like, oh, Richie's here to tell us he's not going to be in this episode much. Yeah. He's like, see you later. (laughs) But he ends up really coming back and being pretty hardcore in this episode, so... Yeah. I mean, Um, I feel like Duncan should have met... Like, I feel like Duncan should have accompanied Paul from that music recital, because... If this is a guy yeah. who's not left 
his monastery in 300 years like does he know like how to hail a cab <laughs> like does has yeah. he ever been in a car like you know what I mean I just feel like maybe yeah. Duncan I... should have accompanied him like how does he know where to how to get to Duncan's house yeah like, I don't He's not been to this town. He's been living in this monastery forever. Maybe the monastery is in Sikuva. <laughs> well, except it's that like we know We're gonna we find know this monastery is in Europe, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, so Richie needs to go. To, well, he doesn't need to, but he's asking if Duncan thinks he should go to this uh, race in Miami, and Duncan's like, mm, I don't know, and he's like, Oh, come on, let me do it. <laughs> And Duncan's like, all right, bye. <laughs> See you later in the episode. Um, and yeah, and Richie is very nice. You know, he's got this opportunity to race, but he does ask Duncan, like, well, do you want me to stay like and help or anything? And Duncan's like, nah, because I mean, what are you going to do if he's if he shows up? That's awesome. And if he doesn't, it's not like you could help anyway, because it's not like two of the immortals could fight against one. So Richie really couldn't do anything. Yeah. Um, well, this point, also, Duncan doesn't know about Callus. And then we get Anne. We get more of Anne. Oof. We're in the hospital. No one... No. No, at this point, Duncan doesn't know it's uh, anything about Callus. Mm-hmm. He's just thinking it could be any immortal, you know, because he hasn't... Yeah. Paul hasn't left his monastery, like you said, forever. So he's not really good at fighting. I was shocked Paul had a sword. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it got thrown to the side very quickly, but... <laughs> He did have one. Um, Anne walks into the hospital. Why did nobody call Anne and tell her about tell her about Marsha? Yeah, give her a heads up. Yeah, they just wait till she comes in. <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, she's in the morgue. Sorry. Oh, Karen, the nurse. <laughs> <laughs> the real so Karen. Yeah. And I guess her hu- poor Marsha, her husband tried to wake her up and she was uh, dead on arrival. Yeah. <sighs> And then immediately, uh, this guy, this this guy that comes out to tell Anne, like, hey, uh, you gotta wait, you know, and, and tells her all this stuff and, like, it's taking away your license later on. His name is Taryn Dash. Taryn Dash. Taryn Dash. T-A-R-E-N-D-A-S-H. Taryn Dash. Wow. Like, that's, that's quite a name for this random dude. <laughs> Yeah. Just, I mean, you could have just named him John Smith for all we cared. Yeah, I don't think she ever actually says his... Yeah, because I don't think she actually ever says his name, but... Oh, it's his name in the uh, credits is Dan Tarendash. Dan Tarendash. Oh. Oh, and he was also in Millennium. Oh, nice. All right. All right. Cool. Okay. Um... So, back on track. So, Taryn Dash says, hey, uh, just so you know, uh, the hospital board said that they're looking into it, and uh, the cause of death looks like it was an insulin overdose, which just didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Wow. Or Brad, or me. Um, And she, yeah, apparently. Apparently none of us knew this. Um, And Anne just didn't even understand how she would have gotten it, but Taryn Dash says, oh, well, it looks like you prescribed it to her. And then <laughs> and you got a sneaky little callus <laughs> in the yeah. hallway. That guy you got has this a- woman as well walking walking this um pushing this wheelchair as slow as possible. Oh yeah. In the background. And she's obviously waiting for a mark so she can like run into Anne and be like, Oh, get out of the way. And it's just so funny watching her slowly yeah. push this wheelchair. Yeah, a lot of uh yeah, she she really is just like slowly wheeling that <laughs> chair. Yeah, it's great ridiculous and then uh yeah and then what's his face like is in the hall just peeking being being a creeper Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then you've got the next scene, cool Joe with his band in his bar yeah. and everything's going so great. Cool. I love my life. I love my job. Everything's going Nothing wonderful. Can go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Except Max. Yeah. Madman Max walks in. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's the worst. <laughs> We've never seen Max before in our lives, but uh, clearly he's someone who works at, at the club. <laughs> yeah, not anymore. Oh, Max. Yeah. Um, oh, Max. And uh, he quits, and on his way out, he grabs a beer, but also leaves a little a little uh, drugs behind. Yeah. And, no uh, one else sees. Crazy story. Uh, he was offered a record deal. Because <laughs> that's Callus's con. <laughs> he just offers <laughs> record deals. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and then when, uh, Joe's like, oh man, I forgot you have a package here, an envelope, someone dropped, does, like, Duncan just get mail at Joe's bar <laughs> normally? I, yeah, why? Because Joe makes it seem like, oh, hey, a letter came in for you. Like, no big deal. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I Duncan's think that's weird. Duncan's name is out there publicly with his business, you know? Why? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, this is weird. <laughs> um, but he opens it and uh, it's the, a broken piece of Paul's rosary. Aww. Which I think is interesting because it's like that should start connecting some of the dots. So you would think that Duncan would realize like, oh, it's not a random, you know, immortal. It would be someone who's also connected to me because they knew to send me Paul's rosary. Yeah, and they need to send it to Joe's bar. Yeah, yeah. So someone yeah. would have had to be looking and watching you to know that's where you go. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't, he doesn't seem to work in, out until in later. In the flashback in Europe. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, Duncan's just having a blast at the monastery at this point. <laughs> um, and the, I mean, he's just walking around like he's been there for years and just hanging out. And uh, he sees that Callus is like copying over pages of the Bible. Oh, yeah. Oh, the world's yeah. most boring job. I'm telling you. Uh, and he says, you know, and, and Duncan also close talker, Duncan. Get away. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you so close to Callus? Like he like goes up behind him, like practically <laughs> in his face. Yeah. So weird. Duncan has sexual um, chemistry with everyone, apart from Anne. Except for Anne. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone exactly. apart from her. Yeah. Um, but he says that, like, this is, like, such great work. I see no differences. They're exactly the same. And, uh, mm. and tells him he's truly a master. And then he kisses him passionately. <laughs> yeah. On top of the Bible. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Um, so Duncan says, oh, I don't know if he, like, is already starting to, like, think something's up with Callus because he tr he purposely, like, trips him up on this question. Yeah. Well, I guess he doesn't purposely, but he asks him, like, hey, so where did Peter say he was going? And Callus says, Denmark, I believe. And Duncan says, not England? And Callus says, of course. Uh, yeah, it's been too long. I'm afraid my geography is off, whatever. But honestly, it's like, he's I an immortal. I don't know if he was tripping him up. I don't know. 
I, I feel like I don't know. I don't. I didn't get if he was tripping him up or if he's just asking him a question because this yeah. this is like I, young dumb Duncan. That's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, well, it was just it was just a weird convo because it's like why would it be so weird for Peter to go to Denmark? Like, I, I just didn't understand yeah. why this was, like, so, like... Because Duncan was like, oh, not England? Uh, it's like, did yeah, he Yeah, why would you him? immediately think Denmark? Yeah, I mean, but but also he's an immortal and Duncan goes everywhere. So, like, why couldn't this guy go to Denmark? Sure. Like, I, I just didn't understand, yeah. like, why any of it was weird. But I guess it stayed on Duncan's mind. Yeah. Um... We see a little bit more of of Timon teaching Duncan to read, and then Duncan like really getting into it. Yeah, we've got Duncan doing the double double toil and trouble, and uh, Paul walking in and (laughs) finishing his his sentence, (laughs) and then they make out. (laughs) They make out as well. Everyone makes out. Um, and so, yeah, he, Duncan's talking about how much he likes Shakespeare and then says, oh, Timon is so nice. He's like taught me to read. And Paul's like, oh, I'm glad you liked him. He said goodbye. Bye. He already left, which I thought was weird for him to leave and not say bye to. Yeah. Why did Timon leave and not say bye to Duncan? He tells, um, Callus that he doesn't like goodbyes. Oh yeah, maybe. But this is where Duncan said, hey, where's Callus? <laughs> and uh, Paul's like, oh, I don't know. And Duncan's like, uh, I gotta go. <laughs> and then he runs out. <laughs> and then he watches as Timon's walking. Callus, like, just kills Timon right away. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty sad. It's pretty sad. So sad. Um, it's so sad. It's so sad. Uh, and then he <laughs> takes this quickening. And I was like, I thought, I was like, oh, Duncan better get out of there because right now he can't feel Duncan's buzz because he's feeling Timon's buzz. But like the second Timon dies, he's going to feel there's another immortal out there. I guess there's loads of immortals around though. Because of that, yeah, that's, that monastery. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What if there happened to be another immortal semi close by and it stole its quickening? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. Duncan should have just uh, produced a large straw and sucked up Timon's quickening. Yeah. Um, we don't really get to see much of his quickening. We see a little lightning and that's about it. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Callus walks in and Duncan's like hiding behind candles. <laughs> Yeah. As one does. You know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and Callus just tells him, hey, it's late, you should be asleep. And Duncan said, what is it like? And Callus says, I don't know what you mean. He says, the quickening of a man that you called your friend. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> okay, Duncan. <laughs> I know. What was the look on his face when you betrayed him? What did it taste like? Tell me, tell me. Yeah. And um, Callus is like, you wouldn't understand. Uh, so, you know, he, he basically admits to everything. And Callus is like, oh, what? You're going to go tell Paul? He's not going to believe you. And Duncan yeah. says, no, but he'd believe you. Dun, dun, dun. Here comes Paul and out then, from the, around yeah. the corner. <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> so what many twists in one scene, Claire. Can you handle it? <laughs> My word. I can't handle it. I've got whiplash. <laughs> I love I'm how they are up. trying to play it like it's 500 twists in a scene and it's like yeah it's all <laughs> yeah. pretty obvious but, uh, <laughs> yeah it's so funny uh, um, so Paul kicks him out Callus looks is like this is my life you can't kick me out 
And Paul's like, go! But, like, what would he have done? I mean, how could he really have kicked Paul out? I mean, Paul could have, or sorry, Callus could have just, like, been like, nah, I'm not leaving. <laughs> yeah, they can't do anything. Yeah, I would have loved that. I would have loved if Callus is just like, nah, I'm just staying here. <laughs> yeah. He's, he becomes a squatter be like, now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's a frogger. Yeah, he's a frogger. Oh, God. <laughs> he just shows up in, like, random cells. Like, what the? Um, all right, so we're back at Joe's bar, and this is where Joe gets arrested. <laughs> oh, but this as well is, like, that is like written like co- a twist, because it's like the police turn up, and he's like, oh, are you here for this? And yeah. they're like, no. And then he's like, oh, are you here for this? No, we had to arrest you. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> They don't put handcuffs on Joe when he walks out because Josie noticed that. She's like, wouldn't they like handcuffed him? And I was like, I don't know. I guess maybe because he's, I mean, I think IRL they would have and they would have been super rough even though he clearly has uh, issues walking. Like they wouldn't have cared and then they would have kicked him if he fell over. But yeah. uh, in the show, I guess because he has a cane, they just let him walk on his own. I don't know. Yeah. You can't cuff a Joe. Too cool. Also, they tell him that he has to close the bar down, but I'm like, does he? I mean, he doesn't seem to close the bar down. They just arrest him. Um, Or at least not right away, because we do see afterward that he's got the sign up or whatever. Yeah. But I was like, oh, I don't don't know how any... I don't don't know how any of this works, but whatever that cop said, that cop... None of that actually happened. (laughs) So, like, they didn't handcuff him. (laughs) They didn't close the bar down. Like, none of that happened, so... Yeah. Um, and uh, the whole time Duncan's just sitting there in shock. <laughs> yeah. All the ones um, he cares about. Yeah. And then we get this next oh, scene. Imagine with, what uh, they would have done to Charlie Anne. if Charlie was still there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Charlie'd be dead. Yeah. So in this next scene with Anne, Anne looks like she works at Target. Yeah. <laughs> She's so awful. This is her. <laughs> Uh, she says, uh, you know, Duncan's trying to make her feel better, I guess, by just saying, eh, mistakes happen. It's like, <laughs> um, someone's dead, Duncan, and it happens to also be her friend. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if mistakes yeah. happen works out quite the same in this scenario. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, um, and then she gets a phone call, and, uh, she just, like... Is all freaked out, and then Duncan's like, "What's wrong?" And she said, "She goes, I'm losing another patient." And so she races to the ER. Well, I guess they both race to the ER. Yeah. And now this time it was uh this I guess like some other patient she had who was stable when she left, yeah. and um he went into anaphylactic shock and he was allergic to well I guess penicillin. he was allergic to penicillin is what they gave him. Yeah, I'm allergic to penicillin. So. Well, don't don't take it and don't die. <laughs> nope. Don't you worry. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so she goes into uh, Taryn Dash. Taryn Dash says, calls her into his <laughs> office and uh, her license is under review and it's she's temporarily suspended. And um, which is like real crazy. Like, I feel like doctors lose patients a lot in the US. Yeah, it's, it does seem, yeah, I think, I guess because it's like, it's specifically this medication that killed them. Yeah, yeah. But, and she was the one know. to prescribe it, or at least her yeah. signature was authorizing it. 
Yeah. Um, so now Duncan is starting to put some things together. I mean, we haven't heard him say the name Callus, so I don't know how he quite puts it together, but he does, which is fine. Yeah. Um, and then Somehow. we have this like quick flashback to earlier in the episode where we had the flashback to the monastery. <laughs> yeah. Flashback to a flashback. Yeah. The, the flashback to the flashback where Duncan was way too close to Callus's face. <laughs> He's about to kiss him on the on the cheek yeah and um and it's where you know they're talking about him being such a good uh copycat (laughs) (laughs) and he's worked years on that centuries to perfect that skill so Anne is like ready to just run away because she goes maybe it's time to just start a new life i don't know (laughs) it's like wait what yeah do you reckon this is the first time that Anne's had to go on the run then oh yeah i guess Anne would be terrible on the run on the run. <laughs> um, so Duncan bursts into Terrandash's office and says, I'd like to see the charts. Thankfully, Terrandash at least says, Who's this guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I just, I don't understand why they let Duncan look at these charts. Because he looks so authoritative. I guess. And he has Anne sign her name a bazillion times. And the thing it proves is like people don't sign their name exactly, exactly the same every time. But then if you looked at these uh, signatures on the prescriptions, they're exactly the same. So it couldn't have been Anne. It would have been someone who was um, forging her name. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Yeah. So I guess he saves Anne's job. But like Anne says, why would anybody do this? And Duncan says, because they're trying to hurt me. And uh, Anne says, by killing my patient and Marsha. And Duncan says, okay, this is what Duncan says. By destroying your life like I destroyed his. Wouldn't you ask, whose life did you destroy? Yeah. Instead, Anne asked, why would they want to destroy my life? Who who wants to destroy my life? I mean, she's seen Duncan do some weird stuff. I think she now knows that by this point that Duncan's capable of destroying a man's life. I guess, but like, as far as Anne's concerned, Duncan is like not even just a red flag at this point. Like, he's like a red tidal wave of flags. Mm -hmm. Like, it's real stupid that she's with this guy. Yep. Um, so he's leaving and, um, she wants to know what's, what's going on. And he's like, yeah, I've got to go. And she goes, well, if you walk out right now, I'm not following you. And he's like, bye. And he's like, okay, (laughs) bye, bitch. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Tammy, I want you to go to, (laughs) I want you to watch this scene. I'm going to find you a time. Because, oh, a little friend of ours shows up in this scene. Also, there's a very cool looking guy in the background when Anne and Duncan are arguing who comes and sits down next to this other guy on a bench but he looks like a cool dude and then Duncan walks <laughs> away and then at 35 34 there's a moustache man that leaves and walks away down the corridor and I was like yeah. oh is that our moustache man no it's not but at 35 <laughs> 45 moustache man walks out the door and I was like oh it's a moustache man and it's a real moustache man He's re- that moustache yeah like 
it's that mustache is its own character. He's really it's trying not to look at the credits. camera as well. Like he's he's well aware yeah. of the camera. It's great. I love it. Yeah. Um. So then we've got like sad sack Joe playing guitar outside of his bar. <laughs> <laughs> um. And it says closed by court order. And um, Duncan says, I know who set you up. It was Callus. And Joe's like, I know what Callus looks like. I'm a fucking watcher. And so is that guy that works behind the bar. <laughs> so. And Joe's like, or Duncan's like, yeah, no, he sent somebody in. And uh, yeah. it was clearly Max. What do you think of this next scene where yep. Duncan holds Max while driving? Um, sexual chemistry, um, as always. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, like, he's not really, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think he really should have threatened this guy like this, but I don't know. Like, is he threatening yeah, he's going to go onto the main road with him? I was like, what is, yeah. Yeah. But also, why is Max wearing that scarf, so? Because <laughs> of plot. That's his fault. Yeah. That looks like an old lady scarf. I don't know whose scarf that is, but that's not his. Maybe it was Duncan's to go with his old man outfit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so he goes and um, he gets Max to uh, say that, you know, someone put him up to it. And then they're going to go to the police station so he could tell that to the police. Mm. Now, Duncan and Joe are back in his office and, um, you know... They were trying to figure out how to get to Callus, and uh, Joe's like, you know, don't fight Callus on my account, Duncan. And <laughs> Duncan's like, no, it's not just on your account. Like, this dude's trying to ruin everybody's life. And uh, then Richie, Richie's back in the episode. Oh, that was such so a quick trip. Proud. I know he won his little trophy. Oh, bless him. He's so excited, and then he walks into this sad, sad show. <laughs> I mean, they could at least go, oh, well done. Like, instead of, like, like Duncan looks at Joe and kind of rolls his eyes. I was like, yeah. I felt bad for Richie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're up in the loft talking and yeah. uh, Duncan's or Richie's like, okay, I understand why you want this guy's head, but like, we have to find him first. And I love this because they're trying to figure out how to find Callus and then Callus just calls him. <laughs> yeah. You're called. Yeah, it's so funny. Because um, I, I was thinking, like, from a writer's standpoint, were they just like, I don't know how Duncan would actually find this guy. Yeah, we're running out of time in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Callus just holds up the phone to, like, the Gregorian chants and is like, come find this. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> He's like, oh no, I better go to HMV and look at their new releases. <laughs> Where was this recorded at? Um, uh, Richie's like, oh, you know, like, do you want me to come with or whatever? And Duncan's like, nah, I don't trust him. So like, go get with Anne, but also don't try to fight him because he's like super hardcore. Even Joe's worried about Duncan fighting him. But I like, yeah, because he's like, oh, he's really good, like even better than you. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, Duncan beat like that guy that was... Um, supposedly, you know, uh, Pete from um, Briscoe County Jr. That's like the best swordsman ever. And Duncan beat him. And stupid Callus, all he's been doing all this time was in a monastery. So, I, I mean, we know he was like secretly no, but sharpening he, his sword. Yeah, but also he ha he was kicked out of the monastery in the sixteen in 1658. 
So he's True. been out yeah, and about true. since 1658. Uh, yeah, just, I guess. You know, apparently being watched and he's killing people. Yeah. Um, but he's no Duncan MacLeod. No, but he does. He does. I, uh, to me, he kind of wins this fight. He kind of wins, or this round, I Oh, well, yeah, this round. Because he even stabs Duncan in the stomach, which is crazy. Yeah, and breaks, breaks his uh, back. But yeah, so he even tells Richie, he's like, hey, yeah. he tells Richie, he's like, hey, like, if if you see him or feel him or whatever, like, just take Anne to a public place, because then obviously Callus can't fight him um, or won't fight him. Mm. Um, so he doesn't even want Richie to, like, try and attempt to fight him. Mm. Um so and it's seemingly like because when duncan was there when duncan goes to vanderbilt hall to fight him he says you could have come for me sooner and callus is like oh well i had to get paul off of holy ground first it didn't seem like he was actually coming after duncan he just saw duncan in the audience when he was about you know when he was off to kill paul and yeah. was like oh two for the price of one awesome yeah McLeod. uh and he tells duncan that he believes in revenge well, yeah, is um, he's been plotting this for how many hundreds of years? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Anne is at the hospital, or sorry, Richie's at the hospital looking for I feel for like, Anne. though, it's revenge for something, because we know it's going to have to have been Duncan that, like, slashed his throat, so it's not. And we don't know how mo- how recent that happened. No, yeah. So I guess so. Um, so Richie goes to the hospital to try and find Anne, but Anne is not there, and she got a fakey fake note from Callus to <laughs> <laughs> at Vanderbilt Hall. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I, I, so Richie's like, fuck. And he like goes off running and uh, riding his little motorcycle. Oh. So um, I think this is an, a pretty interesting fight. Like all the places that they fought in this exhibit hall or in this um, auditorium. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, a good location. Yeah. And like just running up and down the stairs and, uh, and even like where Duncan is like, uh, having to crawl up to the catwalk and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. The way Duncan falls as well is brutal. I was like, oh! oh. my god. Yeah. yeah, so, um, before that, as they're fighting, uh, this is where, like, um, I can't, I couldn't believe, honestly, I was shocked even when Callus stabbed him in the stomach and then yeah. pushed him back. And, um, yeah. And then, you know, and then, of course, we get the reveal of his neck and Callus saying, this is why... And, uh, neck. I mean, as he reveals his neck, Duncan should have just been like, okay, and chopped through the rest of it. Yeah. Um, but he kicks, like, he ends up, ki- it's kind of crazy because he kicks Callus away, so that way the sword will come out of his stomach and he falls mm. backward, which I was like, Whoa! oh, yeah. And with a crunch. Yeah. It's real gross. Um, so yeah, then he hears, as Duncan is swinging from the fucking catwalk, then Anne comes in and, like, freaks out because she sees Duncan. And he turns to Callus and says, we'll meet again. And then just throws himself over. It's real crazy. Yeah. I, I was, did not expect sure any of this. I thought this, like, <laughs> Anne was going to find out this episode. Nope. Yeah. No, but you know what? what's crazy is because, like, you know, she's a doctor. So she's trying to, like, go feel for a pulse or whatever. And that's when Richie's, like, grabbing her off. Because the thing is, like, Duncan can pretend to still be dead there. But yeah. at some point, the again. little... Yeah. He's going to have a pulse and all this stuff. And he's 
gonna like his bones will start to go back in a place. So Richie's got to get her. The f- yeah, when he comes back to see Cooper at whatever point, because he's obviously gonna go to Paris. Yeah, how's he gonna pretend to be dead to her? Like, ev- like Seacouver is like both a gigantic and a small place. <laughs> yeah, like, they're gonna bump into each other. Seacouver is three whole, very large blocks long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. We will find out, I'm sure, um, because she's in more episodes. So. Oh uh, really? I thought this was it. No, she's all oh. the way through like I mean, she's in like sporadically, she's in episodes all the way up I think through season 5. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So Okay. I thought this next scene, too, at the dojo was sad because Richie's got to kind of, like, act a little bit like he lost his friend, but really, you know. At least he, yeah, at least he doesn't, like, say any fake things like, oh, you know, yeah, he was a real friend. He just kind of is quiet and lets Anne mourn and then, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, and, you know, Anne's just like, oh, I don't think I'll be coming around here anymore. It's like, good, get out of here. <laughs> Go away. I mean, if, if, if I could say a good thing about Callus, I was going to say that he put an end to Anne in these episodes, but now I know she comes back. I'm like, why? Why does she yeah. come back? Hopefully so he can kill her. That'd be great. Yep. Um, so after she leaves, then Duncan comes down and Richie's like, how can you let her think that you're dead? Like, but uh, how can you not? I mean, because that's the mm-hmm. thing. It's like he has to make a decision, right? Is this going to be a Tessa situation? And he, he pretty much says it like he can't do yeah. another Tessa. He can't. He just can't do that. Yeah. And and really, that was only like, what, a year ago? Yeah. At this that. point. Mm hmm. So, yeah, like, he that this is, to me, still too soon for him to, like, jump into another relationship where he would be sharing the fact that he's immortal with somebody. Yeah. Because um, he's got to, like, buy a gun, and then he's got to shoot himself in the head and go, oh, <laughs> ta-da! Don't call the ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so... <laughs> I cannot... What an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, trying to see. Yeah, she's in an episode in 1995. Wait, hold on. I'm trying to see these, like, the last, very last episode she's in, just so... Because we'll forget. You and I will forget, but... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's an episode in season four that she's in. Okay, episode... Oh. Yeah, she's in episode uh, 12, season four, is the very last episode she's in. So halfway through season four. Wow. Um, <sighs> and then... This season, it looks like, well, she's got some credits only coming up, but then she's in like three more episodes this season. (gasps) They keep like almost getting rid of her. And then it's like they go, oh, no, we can't. It's Anne. And it's like, yeah, "Yeah, get rid of her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She's terrible. She's terrible. Nobody likes her. Yep. yep. Even Duncan. Yeah. Um, and then we find out that Duncan is also going to kind of like be out skis for a little bit, which makes sense because it's like halfway through season uh, three. So they've got to go film in Paris now. <laughs> yeah, so, he's got a sex barge to get to. I've been waiting for this. I'm like, when does he go back to Paris? Yeah, exactly. Oh, did he, didn't he sell um, the bar? And then we've, oh yeah, he, or yeah, I think he did. Yeah. Um, And then we end the episode with Callus like pretending to sing at the end of the episode. 
and then saying, Soon, MacLeod, soon. And then it to be continued. Mm, so weird. Yeah, but, but you know, there. I think there's been, like, you know, a handful of two, three-parters for this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the show does multiple parts pretty well. I think there was only, like, one that we were like, okay, mm-hmm. this didn't need to be multiple parts. But for the yeah. most part, they do, like, full stories in each of these part episodes versus, like, some other shows we've watched where it's like, this two-parter could have been one episode easy. Why did we make it two mm-hmm. episodes? <laughs> Whereas this one, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. This was a full story, so it makes sense. I think they're just continuing on this um, episode with uh, the Callus character. Yeah. And we're coming up soon to an episode I've been waiting for, so. Oh, well, I just but saw something for the next episode that I'm yet. excited about. Night. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it in just a sec. So, Claire. Mm. Hello. That's the end of the episode. Yeah. So, let's talk about best dressed, worst dressed. Let's um, just say best, best dressed uh, Richie with yeah. that blue Richie, uh, sweater and his shades. Yeah, worse just any of the monks or Crayola Crayon sweatshirt. <laughs> I think Crayola Crayon sweatshirt. Musty old <laughs> granny sweatshirt. I mean, and because you, let's just do some honorable mentions. Uh, uh-huh. Anne with her Target outfit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Duncan with his uh, little slouchy sweater on sweater. <laughs> yeah, Duncan with his musketeer outfit, I liked. Oh, yeah. But he looked like a drowned rat. <laughs> like, if it was yeah, he dry. Did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Who won and who lost? Uh, Callus won. Well, he only got to kill Paul. He didn't kill Duncan. He killed two well, women, or a woman and a man, as well, in the hospital. Oh, <laughs> He just murdered random people. Yeah. Does that make him a winner? Uh, I'm gonna sure. say Richie won too because he went to well, Miami Richie did win, and he yeah. and he like literally won and had a trophy. Oh, he won. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and didn't need to be in the episode, like, and still kind of like saved the day by pulling Anne off of Duncan before he uh he reanimated. Yeah. Being Who a good lost? Friend. Paul lost. Paul. Huh? I said who Paul, lost? He I said like, Paul lost. Oh, Marsha. Yeah. Marsha lost. Paul stepped foot out of a uh, monastery after 300 years and immediately died. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what a loser. Yeah. He's a fucking... He's terrible. Him and Darius. I'm sure they were besties, yeah. too. They had to be. Pen pals. Pen pals. Oh, my God. They wrote pen... Oh, my God. They wrote to each other in their monasteries. Yep. Ugh. All right. Uh, Claire, do you want to tell me what's happening next time on Highlander? Next time is the episode Starcrossed. In this uh, continuation of the Callus cycle, Duncan has fled to Paris and meets <laughs> up with Hugh Fitzcan. Fitz is madly in. Yay! Fitz is madly in love with Naomi, a fellow culinary instructor at Le Cordon Bleu. <laughs> But her ex-boyfriend, Patrick, is determined to win her back no matter how he has to get Fitz out of the way. In flashback to 1637 Verona, Fitz is pursuing the daughter of Duncan's employer, and Duncan is ordered to get Fitz out of the way. In modern day, Callus has followed Duncan to Paris. And I won't read the rest. Oh, well, I'm excited to have Fitz back. Now it will be Callus who gets to hear a who, not Horton. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm excited for Oh my gosh. Yeah. Also, I just uh, spotted a character that we know and love who will be in next week's episode. <gasps> Is it Maurice? And that we've missed. Yes. <gasps> oh, amazing. Oh, bless him. So. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I think uh, next week will be fun. Yeah. Next week will be fun. It'll be a good okay. time. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm putting a lot of, a lot into that. Who knows? Maybe it won't be fun, but I'm going to say it will be fun. And if so. you say it, it. it- it will be a dream that you wish can come true, Tammy. <laughs> All right, there you go. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that. All right, but well there then, we go. um, I heard parts of it. <laughs> I heard parts of it. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, Claire, it was lovely podcasting with you. Thanks, even if you couldn't hear me. <laughs> yeah, you know, it happens. Skype hates us. It's fine. Yeah, it um, does. Yeah, yeah. Anything else for this episode? No. Case closed, fuck off. Oh. (laughs) All right, then. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via notscott at reactionary-sass.com on facebook.com slash groups slash notscott and at notquitescott on Twitter. Call the SAS line, 321-710-4947. Our other podcast and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sass.com.
Never.